ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. Welcome to an all-new episode of The Payoff. I'm Tom. That's Jeff. Jeff, it's World War III. It's the cruiserweights. We're going way back to 1997. How did this make our list, my man? Yeah, this is an exciting one. This is one that just super high ranked on a card that was not great. Uh, just kind of this is one of those hidden ones where it wasn't even a we're so used to the cruiserweights opening a card as well, too. Uh, they did not on this one, which you'll get into, but um, kind of tucked away, not even really a, a bathroom match. It's just where it was placed on the card, just kind of unusual. And so, um, yeah, I, it, primarily just because, you know, time of the year, this man, you know, we're on, an, I guess, a little bit of an anniversary on this one just when it was happening. And so November 23rd, 1997. And so not too far off of that. But, yeah, it was just, uh, I mean, who doesn't love Eddie and Ray? And especially with everything that Dominic's doing to kind of call back to some of that as well, too. Um and you know ray still being ray i saw you know we'll talk about he said in the next two years he wants to retire which the fact that the dude says he still has two years left in him is insanity but you know um who doesn't love that so yeah just a lot of a lot of different reasons to cover this match yeah they're we'll, we'll talk about that but they're doing such a good job with uh ray i mean I, I don't yeah we'll we'll talk we'll talk more about that but I'm I'm really happy with how they're they're booking him and it's it's been a lot of fun so um cool well let's uh let's get into the build oh it's time for the build you mentioned something you said that this was not a uh, well received pay per view and and Jeff you would be correct uh, <laughs> World War III, 1997, November 23rd, were uh, in Auburn Hills, Palace of Auburn Hills. I'm assuming you didn't go to this. Were you not into WCW? I, uh, I, I uh, Not WCW, no. I did see some WWE, WWF shows at the Palace. The Palace is a terrible venue. was a terrible venue. It's since been torn down. When you talk about, like, the Pistons used to play there and being Detroit, like, the Palace of Auburn Hills and Auburn Hills is probably about 45 minutes to an hour away from Detroit, and it was even longer from my parents' house. And so just not a great venue to – to to hopefully pull people in it just wasn't happening got it the uh there's a poster for this show that was kind of cool it said 60 warriors three rings one survivor you do the math that's some that's some, some boy math as they call it nowadays yeah yeah so i thought that was kind of funny um you know we'll get into this scott hall is going to win the world war three match uh interestingly enough he didn't use that uh title shot until uh uncensored in march and, and sting would go on and beat him for that um four and a half out of ten stars uh was yeah. one rating for this show uh Meltzer's readers had this 64 percent thumbs down uh real bad that's high that's actually pretty high yeah yeah um 
worst match was the Battle Royal, which that's the whole point of this show. That'd be like saying the worst match at a Royal Rumble was the Royal Rumble, which I bet he's never happened because even in some of the bat worst Royal Rumbles, they were still fun. And I don't. This was just a. Th this was just a horrible concept. I, I don't. Battle Royals in general really aren't that interesting. I mean, you do them for fun or to fill time or whatever. But yeah, I mean, has there ever been a great Battle Royal? And even you say like some of those AEW ones. Yeah, but they they had people entering at different intervals, so that was more like a yeah. Royal Rumble, Battle Royal. So, um, anyways, uh, the best match on the show was was this match. Um, yep. Not even close. And so. Uh, well, I'm sure we're in for a real treat. Faces of Fear, Meng and the Barbarian are going to defeat Glacier and Ernest Miller in nine minutes. Saturn's going to keep his TV title over Disco Inferno by submission. Yuji Nagata is going to defeat Ultimo Dragon. So we actually had kind of a cruiserweight match on this show prior to the cruiserweight. Second, second best match. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steiner brothers are going to keep their tag titles against the Blue Bloods, which was uh, Stephen Regal and Squire David Taylor. Raven's going <laughs> to defeat Scotty Riggs in a Ravens rules match. Steve McMichael's going to defeat Alex Wright in three minutes. Then we get to the match we cover, which, like you said, odd placement for a cruiserweight match, but that's a good thing. Um, yep. Then in your semi-main event, uh, well, a fun match. Uh, Kurt Henning is going to keep his U.S. title in a no-DQ match against Ric Flair. I just always love their dynamic and two agreed. Yeah. And then Scott Hall is going to win that uh, battle Royal. I mean, I guess the only good part was it only won a half hour, but man, 30 minutes for a battle Royal and he had the three rings and all the chaos. And I don't know, um, you know, and then Scott Hall winning it. I mean, what does that really do for anyone? I mean, we all love Scott Hall, but you know, maybe there was a guy that could have benefited more from it. I mean, you weren't going to make him your champion. So, anyways, that's it. Uh, Storyline standpoint, how do we get to these two? Yeah, I think there's a reason we don't have 60-man battle royals anymore. Like, just crazy. But uh, Eddie on this one, and so he actually uh, he actually lost the U.S. heavyweight championship um, at this point, who, of course, on this card um, – that belt not being defended, but, uh, or what? Yeah, I'm sorry, the heading flare match. And so, yeah, they, they had that. And so Guerrero, though, uh, started a feud with Jericho on this point because Jericho was the cruiserweight champion um, at this point. Uh, it was actually Clash of Champions 35. He lost that one, um, but he wanted a rematch in that one. So it was actually the opening match of Fall Brawl. Guerrero defeated Jericho to win the WCW World cruiserweight championship and so that fall brawl 1997 like that one taking place it was september 14th this show just to kind of give you a little bit of a timeline here is november 23rd so about two months prior to this is when uh you got guerrero winning the belt on this one but he ended up as we know losing that belt though to ray mysterio jr was their halloween havoc title versus mask match uh where mysterio of course had the mask online go back in the archives we have that one on there um hot shot in the just a couple weeks after that, though, about a week and a half, actually, a Nitro uh, winning the belt back from Mysterio. So um, a little bit of back and forth with those guys over a couple weeks, really kind of, like I said, hot shot in the title. Ray, on the flip side to this, though, he had actually been feuding with Prince Ikea for the World Television Championship. Uh, it was actually a match back in February they had, which uh, Lord Steven Regal attacked him. And so losing a couple different matches, uh, not getting that belt. He also had just kind of, a, I say, 
booking him like you would book the cruiserweights, like nothing great, nothing top of the card, but putting on good matches. Like he had a match with Ultimo Dragon, um, he feuding with Conan as well, too, which was actually a really good um feud with that one. Uh that was a Mexican death match at Road Wild. And so, you know, make uh, having a nice little feud there. Um, and then of course that's when he then got into the feud with Eddie at this point. It was, you know, September, like we said, the road wild was August and then into September getting into it with Eddie. And so really uh, a little, a lot of moving pieces on this one, like the feud for a couple months, kind of the belt back and forth as well too. Um, and really a rematch of, uh, the previous card pay-per-view when they had the title versus, uh, mask match, uh, on this show. So, yeah. Well, we know this is going to be a good match, so I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. I think this should be a good stuff. I think I said, I think this is one of those, hopefully, uh, one of those just kind of hidden ones that uh, uh, we get on a card that's not great. But yeah. All right. Are you ready? Uh, well, yep. I got it pulled up. One hour, 27 minute mark. World War III, 1997. One hour, 27 minute mark. Are you ready? Let's do it. It's time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. All right. Heel Eddie in the ring. Gold tights. Kind of a good look. Looks Ray great. Going, yeah. Ray going black and white for this one. I mean, think tight. of all that. How many, how many outfits does Ray have in his career? Oh, my God. It, well, his Titantron video is all uh, masks and stuff. And that's probably just not even a fraction of them. Yeah. He's got some color in the mask there. That's that's all. I like that. He looks really good. I like the fl- I like the side. Yeah, yeah. Really, really good look. Um, how how have you felt about? Re- I mean, gosh, you know, now I got it. Now I got to pull it up because I'm I'm curious. Um, how have you felt about the way he's been booked since he's been back? Um, <laughs> I like I I I really like Ray Mysterio. You know, I I don't think at this point in his career like you know he needs to be at the top of the card he doesn't need that big belt we've seen that run before um don't need to see it again but i think he had the lwo stuff has saved a few careers um i think to get people over um i think that the stuff he they, they always have the dominic story in the hopper like and they don't need to do it right now like it, i i I was not completely sold on Dominic, um, even probably six months, a year ago. But man, I like I, he's kind of turned it around on me. And he is one of the best heels on the planet right now, which is crazy. And I think that at any point they could go back to that story of and they've told it before, but I think they can go back to it and do a good job of uh, with the same time. But I think putting again, it's a great use of a legend like Cena, like we talked about before, like he's helping getting people over. He's having fun matches like that. I, you know, we forget about that sometimes. Like I, I said it last week, I don't, I don't need a five star Ray Mysterio match, but if I get a, a 10 minute Ray Mysterio match against like Chad Gable or like something like that, where they just go out there and tear the house down, you know, in the nine o'clock hour, like I'm perfectly happy. How about you? Yeah, I, I, you know, it's well. What I wanted to pull up was I, I was trying to think of how long this run has been. I mean, right? Like, I, it, it's been. I mean, he's been back since 2018. So you're gonna, you're gonna end up. This is just crazy to think about. But like, this run is gonna end up being six or seven or maybe even eight years long, which is crazy to think about. He is. So, 
I was because he's currently 48. Yeah. I and mean, so, yeah, in 1997, when this took place, like that's, I mean, that's just crazy to think about. Like how, like, you know, that was, you know, 20 plus 25 years ago, 26 years ago. Like that's nuts. Yeah. So I was trying to get my timeline. So he was in WWE up until 2014. Okay. So then 15, 16, 17, he was gone and, okay. you know, did stuff kind of all over the world. Uh, interestingly enough, his la- one of his last matches uh, was against Will Ospreay. Um, hmm. and, he, and he also wrestled Ricochet a few times uh, prior to coming back. So he comes back for the 18 Rumble. Yeah, I was going to say, was it Rumble? Yep. Then he's in the 18 Greatest Royal Rumble. He'd go off and do a few uh, matches um, outside of WWE. And then uh, October of 2018, he was back in the fold. And then, of course, has has been back in the fold ever since. So, um, yeah, it's just been a fun run. And they're they're just doing a really good job with him. You know, it's he I feel like he's where he should be, which is, you know, he he's not world champion, uh, but he's in that like upper mid card, you know, giving him a US title run makes a lot of sense to me. Why not? Um mm-hmm. I, I I'll well I'll tell you where I wonder like why couldn't they have booked Edge this way? Like, and that's what I just don't understand. I don't know if it's because Edge only had a certain number of matches and they felt like they, you know, I mean, Ray's like, hey, I'll I'll be there and work TV every week. I don't know. But it's just like, to me, this is like, this run of Ray has just been fantastic. But again, maybe it's the fact that he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll be on TV every week and mm-hmm. I'll wrestle as much as you need me to. He's super over with kids. Like, we yeah. forget that. Like, you and I, you know um older and wrestling fans but like kids love him like i i was uh, talking to one of my friends actually she he's got two kids and she was saying like you know she's not married or you know, divorced and so she was, she's like you know can you she's talking to me about trying to learn more and she's like my son really likes cody like is cody okay i was like cody's okay like you know ray mysterio's okay like you know some of those people like just kind of telling her like you know there's always gonna be good guys and bad guys but like that's just wrestling but i said if he likes cody like that's a good choice like you know so they actually went to i think it was a house show not that long ago and i i was like just go like he'll you'll have a really good time especially at a house show like you're gonna leave happy or something like go buy him a cody shirt like it'll be a good time and so and they went and they had a really good time and so um i'm happy about that so yeah um but yeah really, like really good superplex there kind of each was on the other side and they yeah. had a little little bocce with there was a hurricane rana that was looked a little funky and then also like the outside move was weird as well too but like moving incredibly fast though no matter what yeah oh boy yeah that kind of snap hurricane rana um oh really good i i guess uh, if we talked a little bit like and this is a short match to get into it like sting's retirement's coming up ray has said he's got two more years in him uh, for me in a fantasy book this like is the inevitable match for his mask like, is he going to go? I could see Ray going out on his back, like maybe losing to Dominic. And that, and then that's how you tell, like Dominic can tell that story then and have like, I just, in my head, I can see Dominic, like, you know, holding the mask up, you know, to the hard cam and like, you know, I beat my father, retired my father, all that stuff. Like, and I think Ray would do that for Dominic. Yeah. Yeah. It's so long from now that like, 
it's it's tough to pinpoint like it's like if he was yeah like sting I'd, I'd have a you know yeah if he was retiring soon the idea of him losing his mask what I think could be kind of cool though is if like say that Dominic wins the mask but like if he only used the mask um like Finn Balor does with the paint and so yeah. you know Dominic comes out for a match and let's say he's a baby face but like he comes out for a mat a match and it's like he's wearing his dad's mask like yeah, this mm-hmm. this guy, this guy's serious. He means business. So I don't know. Something like that could be interesting. But yeah, obviously a few ways away. My my fancy booking for Sting, and you know, probably won't happen. Here's what I would do. And I and I'm saying this because I think AEW needs to do something big that people will talk about. Mm-hmm. First of all, I would have as many legends there as possible. You know, yep. can you get Bret Hart, can you get Ric Flair? Um you probably can't get the Undertaker, but hey, it doesn't hurt to ask, right? How many of his Lex Luger, how many of his previous opponents can you get to be ringside? I think that would be a really cool aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I'd build the whole show around Sting. What I would do is I would have the main event be Sting versus the world champion. I would have Sting win the world championship and retire from professional wrestling as yeah. AEW champion. I think that does more for AEW than him going out on his back. How does that sound to you? I like that. Um, I don't know necessarily if he needs a belt match. Um, I'm looking at this too. So he will be, if the the cards play out like they should, he will be 65 when he retires, which is insanity when you think about the run he's had. I'm wondering, like, I don't, I don't really don't want a Darby turn. I don't think that's I don't either. necessary. Um, yeah, I just think that we like. I'm with you. I think you bring, you make that, you make it about Sting. It's a celebration of Sting. Um, you know, maybe he does put somebody over halfway through or something like that. You know, the acclaim comes out or something, or you know, Billy Gun- like, who knows? Like there, there's all kinds of potential there. But yeah, I think it would be um, you know, and he's played a little bit. We saw Joker Sting not that long ago. Like, I would love to see Beach Sting again, like one final time, like put on the colorful paint for us. Like, you know, like you said, like do like a Finn Balor, surprise us with that. Like, and I think that would be kind of funny. Um, you know, one week he's got the bleach blonde hair, and then the next week it's back to black. That'd be funny. But uh yeah, I think like it's crazy too, because you and I as is I think we're going to see more wrestler retirements too in the next five to 10 years as well of people that, but we grew up loving and like, they've had these super long careers like Ray and sting and like, you know, it is what makes grown men cry, you know, some of this type of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. Darby heel turn does nothing for me. I mean, I mean, I could see that uh, him putting him over his final match. I think sting should win. I just, I am not a, you know, I'm not an absolutist when it comes to the guy that's going out should lose. Yep. And I think sometimes that makes sense and that's okay. But I also like, what was, you know, let's say, okay, so Undertaker's final match was AJ Styles. Undertaker won. So what are you going to say? Oh, Undertaker should have gone out on his back. Well, would AJ Styles be a bigger star if he beat The Undertaker? No, AJ Styles is who he is. Yeah. Uh, hey, we uh, Baron Corbin beat Undertaker or uh, beat beat Kurt Angle. So what? 
Who cares? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I just don't, I just don't think it matters that much. Um, I, you know what I mean? Like, I understand that sometimes it can help and it can get someone over. Uh, John Cena lost Austin Theory. What happened there? So imagine if that was Cena's last match. Well, no, Cena should have won that match then. It just doesn't make sense. I I understand the thought of it. And and, and look, if a guy's quote unquote leaving the territory, that's different. You know, mm-hmm. Ric Flair's final match, losing to Mr. Perfect all those years ago, that made sense. He should lose on the way out. He's going to continue to wrestle. But, like, it's it's not like it matters that much. So I would rather the moment. I would rather Sting go out as champion. I, I thought I thought Taker should have won championship in his final. Taker's final two matches should have been winning the Royal Rumble and then defeating the champion and leaving the title with his boots in the ring. That would be yeah, one of the yeah. greatest moments in the history of wrestling. So that that's what I see. I mean, if you're AEW – does it like why not end that? Tell me why you don't end the show with all the former wrestlers holding Sting up and him holding the championship. That's mm-hmm. it. He goes off into the sunset, just like John Elway did, just like Jerome Bettis did, holding the championship. That's iconic, and people will talk about it forever. Who cares if he wins? Then you have a title tournament and it's a great tournament, and at the end of the tournament, Sting can hold the guy's hand and congratulate him and give him a little bit of a rub. And nope, the guy go. could attack Sting if you wanted to give him some of that rub if you wanted to. But that moment, I, I, I and again, you're not going to do it for everyone, but, I mean, I'm, there's a handful of guys that I think you could do it for. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, I, I know I get shit on every time I say this, but, like, we're going to see another Taker match, like, especially coming back from NXT. Like, oh, yeah. we, we will see a some kind of match at some point as well, too. Like, not going to be with Braun Breaker, but uh, which that was a great segment, too, by the way. Like, it's all, like you bring him back for that occasionally once or twice a year, not even twice a year. Oh, like, perfect, I, I'm going to perfect frog splash. Boom. Huge one. Way giant elevation. One, two, three. There you go. Yep. Eddie getting the win after Ray had a close call just a little bit before that. Yep. And by the way, you could totally sign me up for Taker Braun Breaker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. So. And does it matter if Taker wins? No. 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 Put the kid over. Yeah. Yep. So, All right. Good stuff. Okay. Let's get into the aftermath. Oh, it's time for the aftermath. All right, what you think? A little botchy at the start, but they definitely it was it, it was a great cruiserweight match though. Like it, it looked really good. Every, once they kind of got a you know first two, three, four minutes were rough, but then after that it, it, they really got comfortable. They were doing all kinds of crazy stuff, like just really good stuff. Here's the Ray kind of flying to the outside, Eddie catching him perfect. Yeah, just really really good cruiserweight match. Not uh, like not the title versus mask match, but still really really good. Yep, I agree. It was good. I liked it. Getting to my notes here. Here we go. Okay. So, yeah, what kind of happened after this one? What do we got? So, um, this match, of course, taking place late November. Um, getting into this one. So, of course, Eddie retaining the title. It was actually Dean Malenko. It was the opening, of course, the opening cruiserweight match of Starcade in December. Um, retaining on that one, but then dropping the title to Ultimo Dragon actually the following day on Nitro. Kind of weird, like... You know, don't uh, don't let them or, you know, let them win the belt on the pay-per-view and then drop it on a nitro, whatever. But I guess that's WCW for you. Um, 
It was actually January then, getting into the following year, 1998, Ray uh, defeating Juventud Guerrero to win his third cruiserweight champion uh, championship, and then losing it again, hot shot in this belt like crazy, uh, losing it nine days later to Chris Jericho. It's sold out, so Jericho getting the belt back on that one. So after the match, um, it was actually uh, Mysterio or got a beat down after the match, kind of tools that Jericho had at uh, literal tools, like working tools, uh, beat him down. So Ray could get, uh, what was this knee surgery at that point? So he was out for a little bit. Um, and then coming back, uh, bash at the beach, actually in 1998, returning, defeating Jericho for the cruiserweight champion. But again, a next night loss as well too. Um, well, actually it was overturned and the belt was returned to Jericho because of Dean Malenko's interfering. So just really, uh, a lot of hot shot with everything at this point so um eddie was unranked i don't know why i need to dig into it a little bit more but ray was 29 in 1997 the torch on this one good match no doubt but well below their halloween havoc bout three and a half stars uh this was the best match uh the poll on this one on an overall like you had already said just a bad card um mysterio uh what do we got here mysterio jr and eddie stole the show but in the words of jim Cornette, it was a petty theft they had what would have been an incredible match had any other two wrestlers in the world done it with intervening new inventing uh, new moves and some incredible spots. But due to a little sloppiness and hesitation after missed spots by Mysterio fell well short of the match of the year standard they had set last month and the people were going in with an inflated expectations of uh, the match got a little sluggish after Mysterio missed a move and both hesitated noticeably. Uh, Mysterio Jr. came back with springboard leg drop for a near fall and got a near great or got, got a great near fall after an incredible springboard somersault hurricane rana the finish saw guerrero do a modified stun gun type maneuver and get the pin after a frog smash four stars so four from the observer three and a half from the torch tom what are you giving this one for your payoff score six and a half it, nothing wrong with it nothing yep. wrong with it at all um but you know I just I thought it was just a really good cruiserweight match. Nothing more, nothing less. What about you? I'm with you. I thought, like I said, the sloppiness kind of marked it down a little bit for me. I think we've seen greatness from them. So that's kind of part of the issue, too, of just kind of like, you know, we know what it could have been and it wasn't quite there. Still a very good match, though, between these two. Nothing to complain about. Like a good match, but I would say go watch that Halloween Havoc match if you're really uh, looking forward for a Ray uh, Eddie Guerrero match. But yeah. Good. Well, that was fun. Always. Yeah. And next week, what do we uh, got? Are we? So we next week, we're, 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 we're only a year later. We're going to 1998, but quite a different match. We're going to cover yeah. Austin Undertaker buried alive at In Your House 26 Rock Bottom. Yeah, it should be. Uh, I'm excited to talk about it. I'm not looking forward to a uh, six-star classic, but that's okay. So... But we got some good stuff, of course. Into December now, into the winter month. Here we go. Let's uh, let's make this happen with a strong run to the end of uh, 2023. Here we go. Another year for us. All right. Well, we appreciate everyone listening. We'll see you next week on an all-new episode of Okay.